began uh, learning and, and, and he mastered a way of playing the sarod that sounded different than anyone had played on the sarod up till then. So he was, it was revolutionary. And, and as soon as he began performing, I think at the age of 14, he was a phenomena. He was a hit. It, it was like sarod was never the same again after he started playing it. And so everyone uh, was influenced. Every sarod player in India was influenced by his playing. To Sonosphere, the podcast that explores the sounds all around us in art and music movements through history. I'm your host today. My name is Amy, and today we're going to explore the sarod. It is a stringed instrument used mainly in Hindustani music from India. It is actually one of the most popular instruments used in India, along with the sitar. It is a fretless instrument, and it's able to produce the continuous slides between notes, which is known as a glissandi. And it's very popular in Indian music. And this instrument was made popular by the uh, very well-known Ali Akbar Khan. And uh, actually, uh, I got to interview Ken Zuckerman, which is one of Ali Akbar Khan's um, disciples that he taught uh, for a long time and now runs the Ali Akbar College in Basel, Switzerland. We'll hear about the history of this erode. We'll also get to hear about the innovations that Ali Akbar Khan and his father made to the instrument, as well as uh, Mr. Ken Zuckerman also made. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Sonosphere uh, about the Sarod. And it precedes uh, an episode that we will cover on Indian classical music. And we'll hear uh, that in the next couple episodes with Ken Zuckerman on Indian classical music and the Ali Akbar College. So stay tuned for that and enjoy the show. how it happened, but 
sometime in the 19th century, the the um, the sirode as an instrument with a a metal fingerboard and a skin uh, covering um, took its um, the shape pretty much of what we uh, still have today, and 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 those were really technical in, innovations using using steel uh, instead of a wooden fingerboard and using the the, the metal strings. Um, Playing an instrument in India um, you, uh, with a wooden fingerboard and a skin covering—that is ancient. That you find examples of those instruments uh, extensively. But but the switch over to metal changed the sonority of the instrument and the ability to sustain long glissandi. Adjustments to the instrument that that um, increased 
the range and 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 the sustenance of the sirod compared to the sirod that was uh, came before him and anyone who could teach him anything and he went from one teacher to the next he was voracious in his, his appetite for music and he imbibed many different styles uh, of, of classical north indian music and uh, and then when later on in life when he had the son he wanted to teach him all of these styles and he also played many instruments and he decided that instead of having his son play many instruments that he, he his son would play the sarod but he would incorporate the sounds of many of the indian instruments onto that instrument so so uh, uh, so in that way ali akbar khan began uh, learning and and uh, and he mastered a way of playing the sarod that sounded different than anyone had played on the sarod up till then so he was it was revolutionary and and as soon as he began performing i think at the age of 14 he was a phenomena he was a hit it, it was like sarod was never the same again after he started playing it and so everyone uh, was influenced every sarod player in india was influenced by his playing and 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 knew the vocal music so he was getting all of this this raw material and he was told to play it all on the sarod and this was what uh, was so special about his his contribution at some point when i after playing the sarod for many years i uh, became determined to get even more sound and more sustenance out of the uh, out of the instrument and and uh, with the help of some very fine wood uh, woodworkers i uh, i was i've been able to 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 do this and every little bit of extra sustain that i've been able to get on the instrument once i figured out how to get it then i had to then incorporate that um, uh, that added uh, technical space to the music that i had learned largely the vocal music that i had learned from him to fill that up with with uh, uh, with, with musical ideas Tanpura, uh, which is the traditional Indian instrument that produces the drone, and, it, and it's an ancient instrument. And usually, it's a, the concept is very simple. There's somewhere between four and six strings, and they're they're tuned uh, mostly around the octave and the fifth, and they're just they're plucked, and they and the strings ha, um, pass over a, um, a rather wide bridge on which they actually vibrate. Um, they, 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 they kind of buzz on the bridge and produce a lot of overtones. So you not only get the principal notes of these, let's say, four strings tuned to the tonic and the fifth, but each string is buzzing on that bridge, producing a lot of overtones. So it becomes a very rich um, 
uh, drone sound. That's not. It's not flat. It's. It, there's. If, if you listen closely, it has a lot going on there, and that's. It's very nice to have that as a, a carpet uh, to sit on when you're when you're uh, playing. But the the problem that I experienced over the years was that when uh, it, when Indians discovered uh, electronics, um, they uh, they started making electronic imitation tanpuras. Uh, and which which sounded absolutely horrible, uh, and at the same time, there were less people who were who were playing the tanpuras, and so uh, I would go to India every year for for tour concert tours, and it became more and more difficult for me to find real tanpuras and people to play them in my concerts. Whereas earlier in earlier days and years, it it was it was easy. This was. There were people who were. That's what they did. They were professional tampura players, and it got to the point where it, they just weren't available. And I was presented with these electronic boxes to play, and I, I, I found I would rather not play with anything than play with that because how can you, how can you play such a subtle and fine acoustic instrument like the sarod and and just have some electronic buzz next to it. develop Shanti, which is basically a an apparatus or kind of robot that plays a tanpura, uh, because the tanpura itself is is really just a repetitious playing of these four strings in a particular rhythm. Um, it occurred to me at one point that I, you know, I just thought, hey, look, if we can, you know, send a, somebody to the moon, we can certainly figure out how to play this instrument. With a with a machine that it requires, and so I I, I uh, you know, sat down with a with a uh, mechanic and woodworker, and said, "All right, this is my idea. Can we let's let's make this work?" And uh, and 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 we did it, and it sounds fine. Uh, and um, so wherever I go, I can carry this instrument, the tanpura, with me, and also this robot. Uh, which folds down into a pretty small compartment, and so I can always have that that really acoustic drone, uh, which I feel is very important uh, behind me. And so that's 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 what Shanti is, and there's a lot of fascination for it. A lot of people want to order it, but I'm I'm not in business. Uh, uh, you know, it was a uh, it was a labor of love, and and uh, uh, I'm hoping that the some producers in India will copy it and and make it available, but it's 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 very seductive the electronics for Indian musicians, and now they can they can emulate tanpuras on their uh, you know there's iPhone iPhone uh, apps that will that will play it and on on Android also, but they're all and they've improved in their sound, but they're all digitally derived um, uh, uh, loops of of uh, 
something that approximate approximates a tampura but does not do it justice. Uh, it's uh, you know if if you're playing in a, a, a real acoustic instrument, you don't want to play next to a, 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 a an instrument that's just a, a digital sample. In in my opinion. Young musicians um, uh, also need need to to recognize uh, what what the real sound of a tanpura is the 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 the, the subtle uh, overtones that it produces and even even just to tune a tanpura is makes a musician better because that's an instrument that has to be tuned perfectly and and um, if you can tune a tanpura. It has a tremendous effect on on the on on your own intonation on your instrument, and that's a and that's a very. If I have you know uh, something to say about some of the younger players, their intonation is uh, if you listen very closely, it's not what it should be, and and I I I can uh, uh, say very uh, uh, confidently that my years of playing and tuning the tanpura now every day since i've since i've uh, developed this uh, robot um it's turned me into a better musician and uh, and that's uh, um, and that's something worthwhile so i think it's a fascination in india for the young players but i think with chanti i've proved that you can get you can have both you can have the real uh, sound of the tanpura and you don't need to hire somebody to play it you can you can, uh, it, it can be it can it can be played uh, uh up to a high level of quality with a, a technological um uh innovation This has been an independent production of Sonosphere, produced by Amy S. and Chris Williams. Check us out at sonospherepodcast.com. Subscribe on iTunes and check us out on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.